We're back with another episode from the Mountainside Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Dampier. Hope you guys are doing well today. Hope you're feeling blessed. Hope you're feeling fired up. Today, we're going to be talking about a subject that's near and dear to my heart. And uh, we're going to be talking about discipline and hard work, laziness, how to get motivated, all that good stuff. And uh, today, helping me bring the word is Adam Bloodworth. He's the uh, workload coordinator at Camp Anderson. So, uh, Adam, take it away, brother. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Adam Bloodworth. I am 27 years old. Um, I have been in ministry for the last seven years of my life full time. Uh, we're talking about discipline today, which is a little bit of a love-hate relationship. I feel like everybody has a love-hate relationship right. with discipline. It's pretty important. Um, but yeah, I got some, I would call it particular experiences with right. discipline in my, in my life. I might get into sharing some of that as we go on. But thanks, J.D., for letting me be on this podcast. Um, so can I do a, a quick little Camp Anderson infomercial real yeah, quick? Yeah, for sure. Come on. All right, so I, I work in ministry at Camp Anderson. We are a uh, youth camp that is dedicated to reaching as many people as we can with the gospel of Christ, specifically the younger generation, teenagers, and uh, foster care kids. You can check us out at www.campanderson.org and see what we're all about. So anyway, awesome. yeah, I got that one in there. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, guys, go check it out. That's where I, I worked for a long, long time, and it's an amazing place. Um, but we're going to go ahead and jump into it. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off talking about the practical aspect of discipline and like defining it and, and seeing what that looks like. And then we're going to go and dive into the scripture. We're going to look at where the Bible talks about hard work, discipline, and laziness. Um, and then we're going to wrap it up with uh, how do we get motivated to work hard and have discipline even when we don't feel like it. So Adam, I think we should just jump right into it, man. All right, let's get right to it. I'll give you guys a little bit of a backstory just for, for those of you that have no idea who I am, who is this crazy guy talking and why should I listen to him. Um, I had a strange experience about four or five years ago. I had already committed to full-time ministry. I was working at Camp Anderson. JD was there, actually there at the time. And um, for those of you that have been in ministry, you know that it doesn't pay mm-hmm. very well, right? right. And... Um, that wasn't the only problem. Uh, an issue that I was struggling with at the time was it, it, I wasn't on stage singing or preaching or you know beating down doors and leading thousands of people to Christ. My job was to be essentially a construction worker, right? right. I, I cut the grass and fixed the toilets. And I went through this phase in my life where I got I got pretty depressed, you know. I had the be- the worst of both worlds. I wasn't making any money, and I had the bad jobs, right? And my mindset got off pretty bad. And um, I I knew that I needed a shock to the system a little bit. Something, you know, I was I was I was in depression pretty bad. I, it wasn't awful, but I was I was at a low state in my life. Yeah. And I really dove into the concept of discipline. Right, I, I didn't know where to start, didn't know what to do, where to go. I didn't even actually know what I was looking for. I just knew something needed to change. So along that time frame, I was just looking for opportunity. I just kind of woke up one day at about 5 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, my life is going to change today. And I just, I don't know where it came from. But um, I ended up finding an opportunity. Uh, there was a new Amazon facility that was opening up in Gainesville, DFL1. I think it's still there, actually. And I was a day one hire. I applied for that job. I got it. The only catch to this was the the time for the job was 1.30 in the morning to 5.30 in the morning. It was yeah. a four-hour shift, right? And I was still working for full-time 9 to 5 in, in Old Town at, at Camp Anderson. Right. And um, there was a one-hour commute both ways. So... I jumped into this. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't awful. Uh, there was some discipline involved in it, but it, it wasn't too terribly bad. You know, right. it was manageable. Um, and it wasn't until about a month after I had been working there, I got a promotion. Mm. And with the promotion came pr- almost doubled work hours there. Wow! So I was working, you know, midnight to seven thirty, and then flying into work nine to five at, at camp. And yeah. to make matters worse for myself. I started a, a business on the side at that Amazon facility where I was hauling their pallets, their uh, wooden pallets off. Yeah. So that was adding um, a, a good bit of workload to my schedule. And the, these things, they just kind of progressively continued to happen. And I was yeah. in this this mindset, this zone of you know discipline and hard work and just shaking the tree until something fell out. 
And long story short, after about a month and a half of being into this, you know, I, I kind of looked around at my situation and I was working 20 to 21 hours a day for yeah. five days a week, you know, and um, it turned into a situation where my discipline and the way I looked at discipline creeped its way into every aspect of my life, mm-hmm. you know, physically, mentally, my mind, how I thought, everything was revolutionized around discipline because there's everything would fall apart like if i if i left my shoes at the house or my badge at the house and i'm 30 minutes down the road that would wreck and it taught the next 24 hours of my life so this this idea of discipline i really dove into this thing and and got control of my mind and my body on a on a level that you know i i never i i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't know it was like really possible like i i kind of it started as a way I needed to make some side money because I was in a bad situation and I needed to change my atmosphere and surroundings. Yeah. And as it progressed, it turned more into this idea of how far can I push myself? How yeah. far can I go? Like, what am I capable of? And um, yeah, that's a little a little prologue on me just so you guys can know some things about me. Um, to segue into what we're talking about, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing about me. Um <laughs> But discipline, I would say, um, to some discipline, there's a lot of definitions for discipline, but just to, to give an idea of what discipline is, is um, doing what we ought to now so we can do what we want to later. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a concept of discipline, is doing, doing the things that we should now so we can reap the benefits of what we want later. Um, so yeah, and another way to look at discipline, more so not in a, a monetary reward for it or or on a, on a physical scale like maybe like how much money can I make or what can I get out of that but discipline redefined is making sacrifices now and what your flesh wants to do so you can gain a sense of respect for yourself so you can gain a, a sense of appreciation for for yourself you know to kind of in, in, in an instance build yourself up but just gain a level of respect for yourself, right? It'll increase your self-esteem and some other things that go along that. So um, that's what we got as a general idea of what discipline is to me. So, yeah. That's good, man. I, when I think of discipline, like especially as a child, you think discipline is, is oh my goodness, I'm about to get my butt whooped when mama gets home because I didn't do the dishes, I didn't sleep the floor, I didn't make my bed. Uh-huh. You know, you think discipline is such a bad thing because it forces you to do something mm-hmm. when in actuality, it's it's a gift. Like, you, you get something in exchange for that, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. if your mom's forcing you to brush your teeth, it's because she doesn't want you to get gingivitis. You yes, know? yes. And it's that discipline of, of putting something that's of lesser value to get something greater yeah. at the end. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. we're talking about monetary stuff it's like i'm sacrificing some free time to start the side business so yeah. we can get a little bit more inflow so we can go and do the thing that is like you know have a honeymoon in mm-hmm. hawaii yeah when we get married you know or um just getting a new car so exchanging one thing of of something that's that's less valuable and say like this is more valuable to me and then like a a biblical aspect is like I'm going to sacrifice time now mm-hmm. so that I can become more in tune with my spirit with yeah. God you know mm-hmm. I can I can talk to him more I can read my Bible you know sacrificing sleep to say I'm gonna get up before the sun rises so I can talk to the son of yeah. God you know yeah, what I mean so, exactly yeah um, absolutely man that's good so what are some practical things that you do on like a daily basis right so mm-hmm. we can see this in action not just like an abstract concept but like what are some things that you do when you wake up to when you go to bed that's like I got to do this or else my discipline's gonna shift or like my mindset's gonna shift or yeah. like I'm just not gonna feel fully in touch with God today like what mm-hmm. what is that in your life well on a practical sense as it relates to um, my faith and working out my faith I know there's a, a struggle between faith with works and and we won't get into that in into this podcast but on a practical day-to-day scheme um i think god has some things that he wants to say to us and has said to us in his word about how he wants us to be disciplined Mm. right so um first and foremost i would say is getting in the word every day and getting along with god Mm. right so that would be the first and and 
maybe not necessarily, well, I would say it's one of the, the more important things that you can implement into your faith walk is getting up and getting into the word in at the beginning of your day, right? right. So, and I think symbolically, the symbolism behind it, I, I really like symbolism. The, the symbolism behind it isn't necessarily, you know, you can read your Bible and you can get along with God mm-hmm. at any point throughout your right. day, right? right? But at the beginning of your day, you're waking up, you're preparing to go do your job, you're preparing to go do this, do that, go work out, go to the gym. The symbolism of getting up and first thing of the day, getting in your word and, and going and, and beseeching your heavenly father and, and, and talking to him and hearing what he has to say to you, that's putting him in a priority position, right? Right off the bat, before you do anything else, you prioritize your personal wants, yeah. The things that you desire, the things, you know, all these other things, you're prioritizing God first and you're saying, God, you have, you have lordship over my life today yes. and I'm starting this morning, right? That's good. So that would be, um, that would probably be the, the, the first spiritual discipline that you can implement into your walk. The second one I would say, which this is, this is a big one for, for um, me and I'm sure a lot of other people out there like me because money is scarce, yeah. right? Um, he calls for us to tithe. Yes. Okay. That's so, and um, I I go back to symbolism here. So tithing, you know, it we we typically refer to tithing as okay, we got to give our ten percent, right? right? So let me no, let me get sure. the get the wallet out and chalk up down to the dollars and cents mm-hmm. what my ten percent is. Slap right. it in there, and I'm like, look, God, all right, bless me. Come on now, money is scarce around here. Right. Your boy is hungry. I gave my ten percent. Hit me up. But tithing and getting into the the habit of disciplining yourself to tithe mm-hmm. in a monetary value, but not even I would I kind of like I think of tithing in a different scale. Mm-hmm. All right, um, in a in a sense of tithing in a symbolism sense, you're taking that ten percent, but it wasn't always currency, right? right? So God was telling us, especially in the Old Testament, that He wants the first ten percent of of your first fruits, you know, he wants the first ten percent of what is, what what you're producing, you know, right. what what your value is, right? right? So tithing that ten percent is taking into consideration that those places in your life that you put your hands to the plow, you built this, you made this, you worked this, you put your focus over here, and you have a yield from that. Yeah. He wants that the first part of that. As a sign of surrender right. to him, that everything that he has blessed and bestowed mm-hmm. upon you, you are surrendering that over to him. That's so good. that would be the second very important spiritual discipline that I would um, say is going to increase your your faith. It's going to increase your walk. The, and the very last thing I would say about it, which there's a lot more that's right. packed into disciplines and what you can do in your walk to, to increase your faith. But um, going to church, as simple as it seems, is no, going to sure. church. And I know coming off of, um, I, the, the Bible tells you obviously to, to, to go to church, you know, weekly, be in the house of the Lord. Um, but it's like, oh, well, God, you, this wasn't written during right. COVID year, you know what right, I'm saying? Exactly. Like this, this is a long time ago before they had a pandemic, right, or <laughs> this and that. Um, but, sure. but there is something true about a community mm-hmm. and being part of the body of Christ, no, right? Sure. So... Uh, along with the symbolism, we have we have our sacrifice of the first of our time every single day when we're getting in the Word, right? Mm-hmm. So we're submitting our time to God, right. okay? So then you get into tithing, and you're submitting the first of your proceeds. So you're submitting your earthly treasures to God, right. your values. You're submitting that to God. Lastly, when you go into a church, right? When you're when you're in your church with your your um, church family, it it kind of it's not about you and yourself anymore right so you can you can get up and you can read your bible every day spend yeah. 8 hours in the word you can give 50% of your money right, right. and gain this sense of self-proclaimed righteousness yeah, because right, you right. did all these things when you come into a body of christ yeah. you're one you lose your sense of identity a little bit right you yield your personal identity and become the identity the body mm, of christ that's good so you relinquish yourself. So I feel like symbol, the symbolism behind that is you give your time, you give your treasures, and then you give yourself. So That's those good. those would be the three disciplines that are kind of hard to do in some no, specific sure. cases, but those things will increase your faith 
tremendously. And definitely. Yeah. And I, dude, echoing that, it is so difficult for so many people. Like they, I found this quote, right? They say, it said, if you press the snooze button, right? If you sleep an extra 15 minutes, just for 15 minutes mm-hmm. every day, right? You press that snooze button every, every day for 15 minutes, you'll have slept for 92 hours. That is four whole days of sleeping. And so like in my old church, they would say, they would, they would issue out this thing called the 15 minute challenge where mm-hmm. you wake up 15 minutes earlier than like when your day would normally start. So if your day starts at nine o'clock, you probably get up at seven, get yeah. your coffee, get mm-hmm. washed up, you know, maybe 8.30, I don't know. Yeah. But you get your coffee, get washed up, you're all that, brush your teeth, all that good stuff. What our pastor would say is wake up 15 minutes earlier mm-hmm. and just pray. Just yeah. pray, worship God, bring your request to the throne. Mm-hmm. And that would build spiritual discipline. But it also, like you were saying, increases that confidence. Yeah. Because what happens is all the things of yesterday, you it's still fresh in your mind. And mm-hmm. the anxieties of today are fresh on your mind. So yeah. instead of taking that and, and, and putting your your Bible time or your prayer time at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you can you can like premeditate, right? You can get before all that other junk. You yeah. can start your day off and say, God, yesterday I know was not good. I know my boss is a jerk and my kids were crazy and all these other things. But today I submit myself, right? That that Bible verse that says, pick up your cross daily and carry it, right? So um, starting off your day, the first 15 minutes, the first hour, and just giving it to the Lord, right? Like you were saying about the tithe, giving that first 10%, that first portion of your day mm-hmm. to God. I, I believe that's so important. Um, I know like when I, I personally, not the first 15 minutes of my day, like when I wake up, I'm like drowsy and my mind's kind of gone crazy, but yeah, I'll like go to the gym and I'll work out, I'll run, and then my mind will be alert. Yeah, you'll and be And then awake. I'll get home and then mm-hmm. I'll read the word and then I'll dive into it because I feel like a lot of times is we wake up and we'll start looking at the word or we'll start reading the Bible and we'll get to the end of our page and we'll be like, what, what did, did I just read? read? Yeah. yeah, you know? Like, Dang, I got to do it again. I'm wasting like, time. That, that's not even reading the Bible. <laughs> yes. that, that's you skimming a page and thinking about nothing or something else. Yeah. yeah that's, not, that's not diving into the word and that's mm. what you don't really gain anything from that. So I try to wake up my mind and then dive into the word so I can get as much as I can out of it. Um, prayer, dude, yes, 100%. Tithing, yes, 100%. Going to church, I love what it says in Acts um, when it's talking about after Jesus left the disciples. It says that they came together and they were of one accord. Yeah. That they were of one mind and one body. One body they were yep. focusing, as they were they were functioning as one unit. And mm. what happened when when they lived in that? When they lived in community, revival broke yeah. out. Revival broke out, and people begin to get saved. They begin to recognize Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. But it was through the discipline mm-hmm. of living with Jesus those three years, right? It's, yes. it's walking with Him. You know, I, I definitely don't believe that every day that the disciples were excited to wake up with Jesus. You know what I mean? There was a lot of walking. Like, oh man, what is he right? going to make us do today? Come on now. Probably going to starve us. <laughs> They're like, yesterday, this man done woke up a dead person. He's like, uh-huh. So, Stole some kids' lunch. <laughs> exactly. So they probably weren't stoked about it, but they sacrificed everything. Yeah. They, they put aside what they thought was amazing. They, they put aside their livelihood of fishing and tax collecting and all these other things because they believe there was something of greater value on the other end. Mm-hmm. And man, I, I, be, I personally believe that having community is so important. And nowadays it's so easy yeah. for that one to get away. Cause yep. tithing, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people back in the day, they'd be like, Oh, I don't, I don't have my checkbook. Yeah. I don't have my, I don't have any cash on me. I'm so sorry. I can't tithe today, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll just pray. I'll give myself in the offering, yeah. which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Right? Or the, or the, I'll tithe when I see a need right. that I think is going to, you know, mm-hmm. or I, I don't necessarily trust or believe in this mission effort or right. yada, yada, yada. Exactly. And I, I feel like God wasn't asking, you know, what your preferences or what your thoughts were right. on his commandment. Come right. On. Exactly. Like I gave you an order, right. you know, I'll work out, 
you know, what happens with the money and yada, yada, yada. But he, he's interested in the heart, you know, and that's a common thing that we see is he is interested in our heart posture. That's so good. To speak really quick on what you're saying about, you know, private time and prayer and, and waking up and getting in the word. And um, so in Mark 1, this is Jesus talking. He says, very early in the morning while it was still dark, he got up, went out and made his way into a, a deserted place. Mm-hmm. And there he was praying. Simon and his companions searched for him, and when they found him, they said, "Everyone is looking for you." I don't know. Just pause right there. That's something that I was reading about when we were when I was preparing for this this topic. And you know, this is a, a time in the middle of Jesus' ministry. And from reading the Gospels, we can tell that like it wasn't like they were just hanging out in the crib, and like every now right. and then they'd be like, "All right, let me go raise somebody from the head, the dead." These people were just going, going, going. Like it was a very busy time, right? And so. Right in the middle of this very busy time, the disciples are looking for Jesus, and it says he, he set the example to get up and, and go out and, and pray. That's you know, he, he got up, and he left, and he got alone with God, and he, he prayed to his Heavenly Father. And, you know, I, I think it's really important to, to read through the, the life of Jesus. And, you know, he, he says, which this, this is something that I talk about. It's kind of—it's not unrelated, but it's a little bit off of a topic, but— People are always like, well, you know, what is what does Jesus actually call you to? Like, what is what is salvation? What are what are all these other things? And simply, if you want to like cram it down into to two little words, it is Jesus said, "Follow me." Mm-hmm. Like that's what he said to the disciples. That that's his commandment to us is is follow me, do as I do, watch me, watch my life, right. do the things I do, yeah. and while you're watching me, you're going to understand my heart, right? And so this is this is one of those things that you can take literally from the scriptures, which is Jesus, he spent his time early in the morning to go pray to his father. And I feel like that's something that is crucial for us as as believers and as Christians to walk into our faith is to follow the example of Jesus and get along with him in the morning. That's so good, man. I know one thing for me growing up, I had a hard time praying because I would think about all these other things like my it would literally the most random times mm-hmm. like it would be okay meals yeah bedtime and then like when god, I'm in trouble. <laughs> god i need your help today just you know rear-ended I mean? this guy going oh, yeah. 35 come on yeah exactly so um those are like when most people pray a lot of people pray during christmas time mm-hmm. a lot of people pray, yep. pray during easter um but on a on a day-to-day aspect right um i got to pray for this kid over this weekend I saw him and I went up to him. I was like, hey, can I pray for you for anything? And he's like, no, I'm good right now, but I have a friend mm-hmm. that is in trouble. He, he, his family is, is um, almost homeless. They're getting evicted. And I, I prayed for him and I prayed for that. And after we said amen, after the prayer finished, I looked at him and I said, now God answers this prayer. When, when, when God goes out and helps this family, when mm-hmm. he goes and he provides the food, he provides the shelter, I want you to know that the God of the universe, the one who spun the galaxies into existence, that brought the mountains up from the ground and mm-hmm. spread the ocean across this world, he has enough time to look at you and see you and your prayer requests, not even for yourself, but yeah. for your friend. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he was so shocked. He was like, wow, like like his eyes were open to this this... This idea that, yeah, there's a God out there and, and you know, he sees me. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I said that, he internalized it and he's like, oh, my goodness, God sees me. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have been able to step out of my comfort zone and go and talk to that kid if I haven't been constantly talking to God. Yes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And when I was younger, I would have this bracelet, right? So here's a... A practical aspect for you guys out there that like to in- implement things immediately. Mm-hmm. I had a bracelet, and I promised myself every time I looked at that bracelet, I'm gonna pray. No matter, no yeah. matter where it's at, no matter where it's at, in the middle of an exam, mm-hmm. whether it's shopping, I wasn't gonna pray out loud. I just wanted to talk to God every time I saw that bracelet. Yeah, and that built discipline in me, right? It built a habit in me. So mm-hmm. every time I looked at my wrist, even when it broke, I would still do it. Yeah, right. But after a while. I kind of put that thought in the background because I didn't have something to constantly remind me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So now that I'm a little bit older and more mature, I, I try to pray mm-hmm. constantly, right? Like when it talks about when David was growing up that he sang songs and was in community and talking to God constantly, yeah. 
right? So if you guys want something to remind yourself, grab a bracelet, grab a ring, a purity ring or, or something so that when you look at your hands, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you say, God, here's something. Like just, just pray to him continually and constantly. And as you do that, not only will you be able to talk to God more, but you'll be able to hear from him more. Mm-hmm. So it's really important and having that spiritual discipline, I think prayer is one of the most amazing things that God has given us yeah. because we have access to the Almighty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Creator yeah. and the Author. Yeah. We have unlimited access to Him. So, mm-hmm. listen, I'm filling up His His Dropbox. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm that voicemail. I'm filling it up. I'm like me again. You know? Yeah. Hey, JD here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy, man. And I, I think along the lines of what you're saying with that story, um, oftentimes our prayer life is is warped and misguided based off our view of of god like i i'll put it in this stance it's like you know us as humans we have a lot going on we we address the biggest problems first right so you got things going on it let's just say your carpet's dirty but your stove is also on fire right it's not like okay well, i don't have time to to vacuum the carpet because i gotta put the fire out on the stove right? right and we we have this tendency to think god is he operates in that realm where it's like okay there's there's you know there's people dying over here, and then there's there's slavery going on over here. There's all these um, things going on in the world that are horrible. He doesn't have time for me, right? right. And you know that's that's just not the case, right? right. You know, so and he he asks us, he wants us. He's like, I'm your father, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm Abba. I need I need that's you to, to talk to me. You know, I need you to draw nigh unto me and to, to get into a relationship that is um, deeper. You know, I, right. I I want to draw nigh to you. I want to know. The desires of your heart. I want to know the um, the pains you have, your issues, and it it's funny because he says in his word that he already knows what we need before so we good. ask, right? That's so good. And um, he, you know, you get into Jesus when he was telling us how to pray. Prior to him releasing the Lord's prayer, he said, "Don't don't pray like uh, these people. I forgot who they were, the Pharisees, I believe." And he's like, "Don't." Don't come out with all these elaborate words and all this babble to try to boast yourself in, in who you are and to sound good in front of all these people. He was saying, your father knows what you need. That's good. Right? So get alone with him. Get quiet with him and, and, and tell him your heart and, and listen for his. That's good. You know, so I think our, our prayer life can always be improved sure. in that in that space. So. Absolutely. That's so good, man. Well, I know we got some, uh, we got some scriptures that we wanted to share and some uh, some different things that we were going to dive into. Um, and while we're talking about discipline, uh, it's also important to bring up the other spectrum, which is laziness, mm-hmm. right? So I guess in, in this sense, we could we could describe laziness as uh, the absence of discipline, right? So go. laziness is a, a product of not mm-hmm. being disciplined while um, success or um, fulfillment comes from discipline, right? So... I know in Hebrews it talks about uh, discipline. It at the time it doesn't mm-hmm. seem pleasurable. It doesn't seem good. It doesn't seem worthwhile. Yeah. But in the end, it produces faithfulness mm-hmm. and peace and yes. righteousness that surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I just wanted to uh, I wanted to dive in just really quickly for those people who think that hard work and discipline is a product of like human, like we created hard work, we created discipline and um, it's not biblical or the Bible doesn't have stuff to say about discipline, mm-hmm. uh, you're wrong. So um, in <laughs> Genesis, so. right, in the beginning, Genesis 2.15, it says, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work, to work it, to work and keep it, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing that God did is he saw that there was this beautiful planet, there's this beautiful garden, and he wanted someone to keep it that way. He wanted someone to tend it so that the weeds wouldn't get too big, the animals wouldn't overtake it, and different processes wouldn't take place because that man is on top of it. That man is working it. He's there. So the Bible, literally God created man to work. Like it says it right there in Genesis, man, and put him in the garden for what? To do what? To work yeah. and keep it. So God created man to work. There, There's 
absolutely a biblical aspect that working is part of our spirit, that we we thrive, that we we meet our max potential when we are working and we are fulfilled in that work because God has literally called us to work, right? Yeah, so with that, I feel like we live in an age, um, and not, not to beat anybody over the head because I, I live... You know, I, I have my own flaws and I struggle right. like any other person. But I feel like we live in a time where our society lacks discipline. It's mm. not it's not necessarily a cultural talking point. Like people aren't running out and be like, yo, I'm disciplined. Everybody wants to look at the fruit of their labors, right? Mm. Yes. So, and it's a little bit of a, uh, a strange area to to hold um, value in, in discipline and, and apply discipline to your faith walk if you can't hold that value and you can't put that same discipline into your your everyday day-to-day life and how you how you operate and how you hold yourself and how you carry yourself and i think yeah. um proverbs is a is a perfect place to go through that i mean proverbs is slap eat up with discipline how to carry yourself how to how to conduct business some real life practical applications of how you should conduct yourself as yeah. a human being as For a sure. as a man as a woman like what what to do how to treat people um but with discipline, you know, it's it's just one of those things where you you you, you kind of you hate to see it coming and you love to see it go kind of deals. Right. You know, like it's just discipline's a thing everybody you know dreads. But discipline, it's a um, it's a catalyst. It, discipline facilitates success in any aspect. Okay, so not even on, on, in a business scale or say you're going to the gym, you're working out, or but even in your faith walk. Right. right. So every everything, nothing comes easy. Everyone's heard that. Nothing comes easy. Nothing good is free. That kind of thing, except for salvation. Right. All right but it was purchased, you know. So um, everything in life, for the most, generally speaking, you, you're going to have to take the steps to work for it. Yeah. You know, and it's going to cultivate itself in time. And the Bible tells us and it, it stresses this, this concept of, of your discipline and how you need to die to your flesh in That's order right. to get the treasures of heaven. I, so I think good. of the verse, seek ye first the kingdom of God mm. and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Come on. It's so common for people to look at that verse backwards, right? You're right. They want to look at and all these things will be added unto you. Right. And that's such our culture, man. It's just like, I want a car that's nice. You know, I want a bunch of money. I want some stacks. I'm Come trying on. to get me some new Jordans. For sure. You know, and, and you look at all these things that you want to be added unto you mm-hmm. and the seeking and the first and what whatever the kingdom of God is, whatever that means, you know, you kind of put that on the back burner, and you're like, all right, this says all these things are going to be given to me, so I'm going to go out and okay, let me open my Bible real quick. All right, I got three minutes in, boom, bless me, God. Like, and that's not that's not really what he's talking about there. Seeking first is is earnestly searching, like it's yes. it's looking for the heart of God right. as it is applicable to you. That's so good. And oftentimes. God isn't going to reveal his plan for your life and you're not going to understand his plan for your life until you jump in and you start seeking, okay? He said, draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. Mm -hmm. But he told us to do it first, right? right? He's not going to force his way onto us. He's not going to force his way in. We have to start that. We have to start drawing nigh unto him. And a lot of the times that, that starts with your own own disciplines in your spiritual walk. It starts with you getting in your word. It starts with you tithing. It starts with you going to church, doing these things. And God is going to reveal his heart to you. You know, he's going to reveal what the kingdom of God is. And then after that, then he's going to reveal what you actually want. It's not even the things that you thought you wanted when you started, you know? And so, um, to, to jump into something that we, we might've bypassed a little bit, but, um, Discipline and, and, and working through discipline, like everybody knows discipline is hard, right? right. So discipline, you're going to the gym, you're trying to get swole, you're trying to lose weight, right. whatever, it, you know, it, it's hard. You, sure. you don't want to wake up in the morning before the sun rises. And a common catalyst to make discipline um, worthwhile for you or to get a, a better clarity on discipline, there's, there's three things I want to go over. And one is you need to have clarity on what it is you're chasing Mm. right so if you're thinking about you know where you're going like a map right your destination point if you if you don't know where you're going you're never going to get there Mm -hmm. okay so 
to to start off, you got to figure out. You have to point at something, and you have to say, "I I want this, right?" So I want I want this house. Mm-hmm. I want this, you know, to happen in my business. Mm-hmm. I want my relationship to pr- uh, improve in this way, yeah. right? I want to sure. I want to increase my faith walk to this level. You know, yeah. I want to fully surrender to God. That's I want to go into full time ministry. I want to go into to pastoral counseling or all these other things. You have to figure out where you're going, right? Mm-hmm. So that's your clarity on where you're going. Then you go over and you have to adjust your mindset for that, okay? So you have to take responsibility for the excuses you provide yourself along That's the way, okay? True. You got to stop blaming other people for things and you have to start, you know, taking responsibility for those things and work on your mindset in that space, That's right? Good. And then you can jump into issuing discipline. And I think of it this way, um, let's say if you want to go into full-time ministry, that's your target. You want to you want to go. Let's say you want to surrender your life into right. full time ministry. All right? right. There's a difference between going into ministry full time and surrendering your life so to full time ministry. On, so on. if you want to, if that is your target place, which is to surrender your life into full time ministry, discipline is going to be the vehicle that's going to get you to that place. That's good. Your spiritual discipline. So you have to walk into discipline and and. You know, you have to sanctify yourself. You have to live to a level that is painful, right? In some instances, you have to cut out those secret sins. You have to get up. You have to read your Bible. You got to tithe. You got to sacrifice all these different things. But it's discipline that's going to walk you through that and get you to that goal that you want to get to. So um, clarity of knowing what your goal actually is, that's that's an important important thing. And the Bible says without vision, the people perish. People perish, yes. So it's... I feel like that is something that people have been, they've been diving into, you know, like, oh, I remember the year 2020 when it came around, they're like, oh, vision Mm. 2020, you know, like, we're going to have vision, we have dreams, we have goals, Mm. we have things, and then the pandemic hit, and all that went away. Everyone's talking about, like, we're just trying to get to the next day, Mm -hmm. we're just trying to make it one more week, we're just waiting for this whole thing to blow over, but dude, there's so many churches that are exploding right now. Yeah. And I mean like not just like, oh, we have uh we have a mega church in Orlando and mm-hmm. now we're in Tampa and Miami. I'm talking about yeah. cross continents. Like yeah. people are sending out like church planters because people are are primed for a move of God right mm-hmm. now. Like yes. like there's so many things that that are messed up and 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 people are seeing that and they're like, "Man, we want we want something different. We want something mm-hmm. in our lives. And it goes back to that mindset that you were talking about. Like we have to shift our mindset because what happens is I believe as, as humans, we get so focused on the here and now Yes, absolutely. that we forget that we have a kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. We have a crown. We have, some people say a mansion waiting for us in heaven, yeah. right? But ultimately we have the glory of God, the presence of God mm-hmm. that is waiting for us when we get to heaven. And all the things you just talked about, right, is, is, is stepping into having that vision, knowing what you want, knowing, mm-hmm. knowing where you're going. Yeah. That will definitely help fuel the discipline because you know where I'm going is yeah. better than where I am now. you got to have something to work for. That's you know? right. You like when, have something to look forward to. I, I think it's so crazy because like, when you look at the story of David... You'd be like, where was where was their discipline in that story? He just mm-hmm. he just walked out there and you know threw a stone and knocked down the giant. But they they didn't see the confidence that was built when he was tending the sheep. Mm-hmm. When there was a bear and he had to snatch yeah. his sheep from the mouth mm-hmm. of the bear, the claw of the bear, and the mouth of the lion, and they there was nobody there to to perceive all that and to see that. But David was putting up stones in his heart saying, yeah. God is faithful, mm-hmm. God is faithful, God is faithful. Yes. Playing the, the harp, playing the lyre, just sitting there singing worship songs to his God. Mm-hmm. And he saw God's faithfulness, right, through yeah. that consistency and through that hard work ethic. And ultimately through the discipline of him saying, listen, mm-hmm. I could sit here and sleep while these sheep eat. Yeah. I could sit here and, and think about all the things that I could be and all the things that I want to do. Yeah. But instead, he used that time to worship God, and it built confidence so much so that when he saw Goliath making fun of his God, he said, "Who is this uncircumcised Philistine yeah. cursing my God mm-hmm. and my people?" You know, and that confidence was built through the discipline that was that was forged in the fields. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. That's really good. And to take that story even further, this is one of my favorite parts of that is, you know, it, it's sometimes if you've never experienced something, you know, the first time you have discipline, you're like, oh, I discipline myself, I'm doing good, and you right, keep going, you keep right, going. Come on. But when you have something miraculous happen, mm-hmm. and then you drop back down to where you were before, yeah. how do you, you know, how you, how do you get back into discipline like that? Yeah. Where does that come from? David, he, I mean, the poor guy went out and killed a giant in front yeah. of the entire nation. Come on. Guy given the king's daughter, right? Right. What happened afterwards? He went back to the field. True. All right, and th- he didn't just magically become king right there. We we read that story from a different perspective because we know kind of where David went afterwards and what David did and what God did with and through David. But immediately after he killed that giant, he went back and he picked up his staff and he went back to his job. That's good. You know, and that's that's we can gain a little bit of confidence to understand that like life is not always going to be, you know, the top of the the mountain. You know, and after you come down off of that mountain, the discipline is what's going to get you to the next one, Mm -hmm. right? And the discipline is what's going to facilitate you, God being able to use you at the next big moment where He needs you, you know, when He needs the next giant slain. But if you come off that mountain and you can't stick with your discipline, He's he's going to, if you're not faithful, how does He use a servant that isn't faithful? Mm -hmm. And, And getting into your discipline and exercising that out is is a good way yeah. to, to just be prepared yeah. for the next mountain that you need for to sure. climb, you know, so. For sure. We need to get into our next topic, but if I could just throw this in right at the end, right. just what you, exactly what you just said, being faithful with little, mm-hmm. you will be faithful with a lot. And yeah. I feel like people, when they think discipline, sometimes they just want to go all in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just want to go all in. But discipline is, it, it takes time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I know for me, recently, I've been trying to like get disciplined. I'm like, God, help me be more disciplined. And honestly, it started with something so little. It, it started with something so simple, right? My wife wakes up at 5.30 to go to work. She, she's a teacher, so she has to get up early. Um, I just started waking up with my wife mm-hmm. and then staying up. Yeah. Instead of, like, I used to wake up with my wife, make her breakfast, make her lunch, mm-hmm. send her off with a kiss. You know, make sure that her car starts okay and she's able to get on the road. Yeah. Um, and then I would go back and, and hit the bed. Yeah. You know, now I'm like, this is, this, I have a little bit of time right here mm-hmm. until I would normally wake up. You know, I get like two or three more hours, four more hours and I get to go to the gym. I get to come back and read my Bible. I get to do all these things, but it started with such something so little, yeah. you know, just, mm-hmm. just waking up and getting up. So like if you're out there and you're like, JD, Adam. Mm-hmm. How can I, what, what's something little that I can do just to get the ball rolling? Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to jump off, you know, Mount Everest and just like completely mm-hmm. go all in with this idea. But what is something that I can do today? Here's, dude, here's a really easy one. Make your bed in the morning. Yeah. You know, brush yeah. your teeth in yes. the morning. <laughs> brush your hair. Please brush your teeth in the right. morning. Right. You know, put on some deodorant. Have, yeah. Have a little bit of consistency and keep that mm-hmm. and it goes a long way do you yeah. have anything to add right I now? would say um, this is in a space of you can add this to multiple levels in your life because I think everybody has areas where they're like I need discipline here I just yeah. don't have it I need to do this I just don't do it mm-hmm. um, subtract one hour from when you wake up in the morning mm. right go ahead make a decision right now I'm going to take one hour off of when I wake up so I'm going to wake up an hour earlier and then set 15 minute blocks or 30 minute blocks for two things or 15 minute blocks for four things and sit down and devote that specific time to an area. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're struggling reading your Bible, 15 minute block or a 30 minute block, I would recommend a 30 minute block. If you want to, if you want to work out 30 minute block in the morning. Okay. Right. If working out is not your thing, give it a 30 minute block for reading your Bible, 30 minute block for doing your homework or, right. or working on a, a business proposal or working mm-hmm. on this concept that you want to mm-hmm. have or whatever you got to do. And you will be surprised if you set apart 30 minutes every single morning for those two specific things yes. and just get out of your bed and go sit down mm-hmm. on, on the couch or in a chair or on the side of your bed, wherever you are, and just sit there and don't do anything except for the things that you have decided you're going to do, yeah. right? How productive you will be at the end of a week, how productive you will be at the end of a month. How productive you will be at the end of a year yeah. if you section off that that thirty minute block every single day and 
make yourself sit down and do what you're telling yourself to do. That's so good. You know, it's gonna it will it will revolutionize your yeah. your life in those areas. Yeah. So, dude, and if we think about it like this, right? So you said just a thirty minute section for something, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you if you go in there and just do a thirty minute section of whatever it is, right? Yeah. Let's say like you're trying to learn how to play the guitar, mm-hmm. and you set aside. 30 minutes each day to learn how to play the guitar at the end of one year you would have played the guitar for eight days straight <laughs> like that is crazy That's to wild. think about right you That's know what crazy. i mean if it's reading your bibles you read you read your bible for eight days eight straight. straight days you know what i mean and wow. if you do it for an hour then you would have, would have done it for 16 days straight you oh know what i mean gosh. if you said an hour just one hour a day mm-hmm. that could just Dude, that would be insane. And that, and it's really as easy to do because, you know, com- commonly I'll get into these things where I'm like, I need to do this more and I leave it like, it's kind of ambiguous. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well this kind of on this time of the day, I need to start working on this and right. I'll get over there two minutes into it. Something will happen. I'll be like, all right, I'm done with this. You right. know, not make any progress. No, if you set those times and I don't care if you, you get up and you sit down, nothing's happening your fingers are broken and you can't play the guitar, right. just sit there and look at the guitar for 30 minutes. Right. Like, hold yourself to those standards. For sure. 30 minutes. If you really, really, really don't want to read your Bible, just sit there, open it up, and stare at it. You don't even have to read it, all right? right. But after about 10 minutes of that, you're going to be like, I mean, I'm here. I might as well go ahead and, and read it, you know? So those those little blocks right there, I, I, they'll really help you. Absolutely. You know, They'll help me as well. I've been trying to implement some more in my life. Absolutely. So, man, I wanted to go ahead and read some Bible verses just super quick, man, about um, laziness. So if if the motivation of, you know, fulfilling certain things in your life, right, whether that be uh, being successful in certain areas or um, wanting to go deeper with God or wanting to get better at certain things, um, if those don't motivate you, this is what the Bible says about people who are lazy, right? So this translation uses the word sluggard. And just whenever I say that, think lazy person or someone who is lazy, right? Bum. So Proverbs 6, 9 through 11 says, How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and and want like an army man. Just a little bit. You see what he says right there in the middle of it? He says, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms. What he's not, he's not saying that, oh my goodness, if you rest one day of the week, then you're going to fall into poverty. Or if you, if you take a nap after a super long day of, of working or something like that. No, he's saying that there is, there is consistency there. If you are consistently just sleeping and just not doing anything. If you're just folding your hands with with no worries of, of what about tomorrow and you're not willing to go after something and wake up and devote time to something, then poverty, want is going to fall upon you, right? Proverbs 24, 34, 30 through 34 says, I passed by a field of a sluggard, right? So he passed by a field that is tended by a lazy man. It says, by the vineyard of a man lacking sense, and behold, it was overgrown with thorns. The ground was covered in needles, and its stone wall was broken down. Then I saw and considered it. I looked and received instruction, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an army. So if we see that right there, the, the verse starts out talking about a man is walking down the road and he looks over and he sees this field and it, it's notoriously known that this, this lazy man owns this field, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he looks over there and all he sees is decay, mm-hmm. destruction. And if we think about it, what he's saying is the product mm-hmm. of laziness is decay yeah. and destruction, right? Because a farmer, when he's out there, what does he produce? He mm-hmm. produces a harvest yeah. so that people can grow, so people can eat, so that his family can thrive, right? There's beautiful aspects when a farmer goes out and tills his field, he, filled, he mm-hmm. plants those seeds, and then a harvest comes, right? But when you're lazy, the product of it is brokenness, yeah. 
of weeds coming in, strangling the life out of you, and, mm-hmm. and destruction and poverty is in that. Yeah. And then there was one more verse in Proverbs where it talks about that a uh, the soul of a sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is this is Solomon talking in an agrarian culture. Right. So this is another kind of farming aspect. Right. Mm-hmm. So this lazy man is looking at this field that is beautiful and has plenty of fruit and vegetables and yeah. has things out there and he craves it like he wants that he wants the those beautiful things those riches that the farmer who worked diligently for mm-hmm. but it says that his soul gets nothing yeah that there is no good product that comes from laziness while diligent is richly supplied. Mm-hmm. So when you're working diligently, God supplies all your needs. Yeah. Right? He, he, he comes in when we're struggling, but faithful mm-hmm. and supplies those things for us, man. That's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah, it goes to show you um, the, the concept of stewarding and, and mm. what you steward. And if, if everything, if we believe the Bible, we believe that everything is a gift from God, right? So, you know, things that come into our lives, of course, everybody thinks of stewarding on a monetary level, mm-hmm. but your time oh. is something that you are required to steward, yeah. you know? I can't help but think of the the parable, the parable of the talents in Matthew, Matthew 25, and there were the, the, the master gave the three different people talents, you know, one... One multiplied his by ten, one multiplied his by two, and the other one buried his talent, right? I think that's how it was. I might have the numbers off on that that's one. That's all right. But the one that buried his talent, you know, he the the farmer said, no, the master came back and he said, I'm going to take this talent from you and give it to the one that has ten. Right. Right? And you're saying, well, that, that doesn't make very much sense. Like, he just, he grabbed his talent and he didn't want to spend it, so he put it in the bank and didn't do anything with it to protect it. Right. And now you're going to take that away from him and give it to this wealthy dude that yeah. figured out how to, you know, multiply his talents. Yeah. And the the principle behind the story is that God has placed us with things to steward in our That's life. Good. He's given us spiritual gifts. He's given us um, gifts of singing, gifts of speaking to people, gifts yeah. of, you know, the presence. Some people have a, a gift of a presence. When they walk into a building, people are... They're electric. People are magnified right. to them, right? Sure. All these different gifts, the gifts of being able to make money, you know, whatever things that God has blessed you with, mm-hmm. those are things that you are to be stewarding. And your time and your effort and your discipline is something that is also to be stewarded in a godly manner. That's good. Because God has a, a purpose for you, yeah. right? For That's you, true. for me. Everyone has a purpose. And if we do not steward our time, and we do not steward yeah. our effort, and we do not steward our lifestyle in, in the way that is pleasing to Him, He... He can't use us. We're useless. Mm-hmm. He, he, he would like to spew us out of his mouth. Lukewarm right. Christians, you know? Right, come on. So it's very important um, on laziness and, and, and stewarding stewarding what God has gifted you. And it's it's over, often overlooked, I believe. That's so true. That's good. I think we should go ahead and talk about our last point here, where which is um, I'm in this state right now of either depression or I'm, I'm distant from diligence and, and discipline. And I want to get better. I want to get that. But there are still people that are kind of on this, like, on the ropes that's like, hey, I don't yeah. know about it. What mm-hmm. should I do? Can I can I do this? What would you say to someone who right now is not, does not have a whole lot of discipline in their lives? It's just yeah. kind of, you know, three sails in mm-hmm. the wind. Um, what would yeah. you say about that? So I, I would, I would, I think we have established the the point in, you know, we don't even have to establish it. You can look around at life, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a common theme. There's a common theme. The goals and the aspirations that you have for yourself, the the places you expect to go, the things that you want, you know, all, all generally speaking, all these things that you you want, you know, you you have to work for them, That's good. and you have to implement discipline for them to come to fruition right so ask yourself this question which is you know how how long is it going to take until i i start chasing after the things that i want i desire i need okay so on a on a more fleshly worldly aspect if you will um like a a practical spectrum i i guess is you know 
how long are you going to sit there and wait for the same old nothing to happen? That's good. Okay. Um, on a spiritual level, which I think this is very important, I'm going to read this verse. It's Revelation three fifteen through 16. I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I am going to vomit you out of my mouth. Mm. So on a spiritual um, level, I you know I don't I don't want the God of the universe to look at me and say I I really wish I could throw you up. Right. <laughs> like, right. No. For um, sure. But he's he's calling us to a level that that we should yearn for him. That's good. Right. And and we should we should yearn to find the heart of God. We should yearn to fulfill our calling on earth. He, he, he we have made in His image. He created us, right? He knows every intricate detail of our bodies, of our minds, of our hearts, souls, and spirits. So, you know, why would we not want to chase after Him? He has so much more in store for us, sure. and He wants to do so much through us and with us. And implementing these disciplines in our life or what is good that's going to be the key that unlocks yeah. you know life and happiness and joy to to the rest of our lives and so i would say that um nothing good naturally happens usually right mm-hmm. everything is in entropy okay yeah. everything is in the constant state of decay right yeah. and we are the same way yeah. you know until we work at it until we discipline our way into it until we better ourselves yeah. right it's we're just going to continuously stretch this thing out of, you know, being what we already are, yeah. right? But yeah. until we step into that and start making these hard choices in our life and start implementing these these uh, faith discipline and having discipline in these areas of our faith, you know, then we will know what it's truly like to know the heart of God and, and to be used by God. No, for sure. Absolutely. The only thing I would add on uh on the end of that is just some encouragement like those those people if you're out there right now if you're you know if you're depressed or if you're anxious or um you're just not in a very disciplined state of mind i i want to want to give to you encouragement right now because i know i haven't always been disciplined um i you haven't always been disciplined right <laughs> definitely not so um i would just i would say stay encouraged because um it's definitely about those little wins i know for me um, what I do every day is I try to keep my routine and keeping a routine is discipline. Like you have to be disciplined to keep that routine. So I wake up, I make my wife breakfast and make her lunch. And then I try to get out the door and go to the gym. And every time I do one of those little things, it's like a little win. It's just mm-hmm. some encouragement to get me through the day. And every time I go to the gym, I just think like, listen, right now, this is the only thing that matters, right? So once you get in here, give it a hundred percent, give it all you got. And then when you're driving, you can rest when you're, you know, sitting at home, you can chill for a little bit, but right now in this moment, give it 100%, give it all you got. And that creates discipline guys, because you're saying in this moment, I'm going to do what I'm putting my mind to do. And there's nothing that's going to stop me. Mm -hmm. And you discipline your mind in that way so that way when you come up against trials or tribulations or challenges of any sorts like if you're in the workplace in the in the business world or you're just hanging out with friends or with your family and your car breaks down so just when something happens you can get into that that state of mind that says okay right now I'm disciplined I can do this I can handle this and we can take care of this so I would definitely just say stay encouraged cuz like you're not gonna wake up every day feeling like yes, like I'm so excited about discipline and, right. and breaking my routines and, and, <laughs> and building something up. You know, you're not always gonna be like that. But keeping consistency is, is key when you're uh, when you're working with um, discipline. So, mm-hmm. Adam, do you have anything? Yeah, you know, on? I would say preparation is the key to success. You mm-hmm. know, so think plan it out think it through right. like go ahead and, and formulate a, a plan like what your morning routine is gonna look like like yeah. and then you can you can target you know the areas that you really want to improve in the where the areas where you want to be more disciplined go ahead and plan those out plan That's out good. blocks of time decide in advance you're going to do something mm-hmm. so you don't have to wait till it's time to decide whether or not you're going to do That's it so like true. am i going to go to the gym tomorrow afternoon at 6 30 in the right. afternoon We'll see how I feel then. Right. Uh, you're probably going to be on the couch eating potato right. chips, you know. Come on. So plan that stuff out. Um, and secondly, don't look at when you do fail, 
you know, and, and it's going to happen. Right. Like it, it's inevitable. Um, sure. Don't count your failures. Mm. Don't keep track of those failures. That's good. Right. So if you if you fall short over here, if you don't do what you promised yourself you were going to do, right. the next time it comes around to make the correct decision, don't you know feed off that negative That's energy, so that negative yes. Come on. that portion. So you know, That's take good. it one decision at a time, one decision at a time, and it's like building blocks. Just yeah. build on top of that, and it's. Uh, you mentioned it a second ago. It's it's your mindset. It's training your mind and building your mind to have, you know, power over your flesh. You know, that's so that's that's my encouragement. Little piece right there. That's awesome, for sure. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope uh, it encouraged you to be more consistent, more diligent, and definitely have more discipline in your life because we see it all throughout Scripture that discipline in a lot of cases. Is, is the key between the people who are, you know, in the vineyards versus the people who are out changing the world. Yeah. You know, the people who are, are written in the Bible, man, they were so disciplined. Mm-hmm. They were so willing to forego the pleasures of this world to um, take on the mantle of God and and be his people and live through his word and do what he says. So. Yeah. Adam, is there any closing thoughts that you have? Cool, man. I would say thanks for having me uh, on the podcast. It's been a blast. I really enjoyed doing this one. This this subject hits close to home. And uh, keep your head up and keep keep pushing. Keep driving. You know, stay focused and um, stay in your word. Stay in your word and find the will of God for your life. Come on. The, uh, before we started doing this podcast, I asked Adam if he wanted to uh, if he wanted to come on and talk about diligence and discipline and things like that. And he said. Uh, JD, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. That's my love language. So 100. <laughs> percent So I would love it. I would um, love it. This is this is definitely not gonna be the last time we get Adam on. He's no, uh, a super awesome. super smart guy. So we're gonna pick his brain uh, many more times to come. So we hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Mountainside Podcast. Peace. See ya.